0: I'm happy to be here once again. The message this morning is uh, understanding our identity. Second Corinthians 5, starting from verse 16. From verse 16 to verse 21. I will read very quickly. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one, no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now, we know Him thus no longer. Therefore, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God we are pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Speak to us, Lord, through your word. Use me as a vessel, king of glory, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, our identity. I started by telling who I am. Of course, you know my name, sir. Those who do not know my name, my first name is Stephen. My middle name is Mutua. That's what my mother calls me. And my surname is Kinguyu. That's my official name. So, if you come to the office, you ask for Mutua, nobody will know. Because they know a different identity. Praise the Lord. And I told you, I am born again. Because that adds to the description of my identity. Amen. I just wonder, as I was coming this morning, surprisingly, because I've been, the Lord has been speaking to me about identity and the identity crisis. And this morning, I was shocked because as we were driving, I didn't tell my wife. But somebody was preaching in Hope FM. And he actually, I can't, because I found the message going on. But he said something, he said, uh, sometimes Christians lose their identity as the salt and the light of the earth. And I was shocked. I said, this is God speaking to me. Because many times, because we are going through something called an identity crisis, we forget who we are. And therefore we do not operate as the salt and the light of the earth. That's not my message, but I'm just reiterating what I got from that message. Praise the Lord. By definition, of course, identity is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. It is the characteristic determining who or what a person or thing is. That's, of course, from Oxford Dictionary. From uh, Cambridge Dictionary, it says it is who a person is. Or the qualities of a person or group that make them different from others. It is what makes us different from others. So when the Bible describes us as the salt of the earth, or as the light of the earth, that is the characteristic that makes us different from the earth. And if I go back to that scripture, is why the Bible says when the salt loses its saltiness, then it's not different from the earth. It is thrown away because it has got no value, of course, for the kitchen, or for food, or for whatever, to, to add flavor or preservation to anything. The Bible says it is thrown back to the earth because it is not different from the earth. Its identity has already been lost. It is what was distinguishing it from the, from the characteristic of the rest of the earth. And the way people stumble on the earth as they walk, the Bible says, people walk on the soil, they stumble on it, just like they stumble on soil. Praise the Lord. It is that characteristic or quality that makes us different. It makes our identity or it defines our identity. And in uh, dictionary.com, the uh, the, the, the definition is this. It is a condition or a character as to who a person is or what a thing is. The qualities, beliefs, did you hear beliefs? Beliefs and among others that distinguish or identify a person or thing. And I want you to to ask yourself, what identifies you? You ask yourself, what is your identity? What makes you stand out in the midst of other people? And then turn your neighbor to your neighbor for me and ask them, who are you? (laughs) Never mind if he do not respond. Never mind if he do not give you an answer. The flip side of uh, this coin of identity is called identity crisis and it is a feeling of being uncertain about who or what you are. It is a period of uncertainty and confusion in which a person's sense of identity becomes insecure. Have you seen sometimes fathers fighting with their children for food? Have you seen such cases? It is because they have lost their identity. They are going through a period of an identity crisis. They cannot distinguish themselves from the children. Have you seen pastors fighting with their, with their flock? Oh yes, it happens. Because the pastor has forgotten their identity as the shepherd. And therefore they put themselves in the shoes now of the sheep. And sometimes also the sheep have also forgotten that they are supposed to be mended or to be shepherded. And they put themselves in the shoes of the pastor. And they start fighting pos- positions because either both of them or one of them is going through an identity crisis. It might be due to sin or something like that.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: Have you heard people talk about something called a midlife uh, middle life crisis? Have you heard the young guys? The older guys like us, we are past that. So don't, look, <laughs> don't ask us to define that for you. God helped us by his grace to go through that period called the middle life crisis. It's a period where a man is an adult. He he starts thinking that he's a a boy. And he starts courting everybody they meet along the way. Are you getting this? I hear it also (laughs) can catch upon women. And women start thinking they are school girls. They laugh funny like school girls. They dress funny like school girls. And they act funny like school girls. Because they are undergoing something called an identity crisis. They are no longer sure of who they are. Are you now wondering why a Christian should reach a stage and start behaving like they do not know Christ? It's because also, like we do in the physical physical world, it can also happen in the spiritual world. And especially when we get too acquainted with God. You know God will always be the father. Even if, even if we have been born again for 20 years or 50 years or 100 years. If God gives us to live for that long. He will never be our grandfather. God does not have grandchildren. He will always be your father. And a father is a disciplinarian. The Bible says, those that he loves, he disciplines. If you see a father who does not discipline his children, disciplining is not caning. It's not necessarily caning. It's not necessarily quarreling. But then if you see a father who has absconded from his responsibility of uh, disciplining the children, then he has also stopped loving them. And God will never stop loving, loving us. The moment we get acquainted with God, we start thinking what God says we can almost contradict. We can change a bit. You have heard prophets changing the word of God. And that is a very first signal to tell you that this prophet has already slipped off and is undergoing a middle life crisis. <laughs> they do not know who sent them, who appointed them. Because a prophet cannot contradict the word of the one who appointed them. Praise the Lord. Neither can a preacher like me contradict the word of the one who has appointed me As a preacher. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Therefore, we cannot live, I want to state this as we start. We cannot live victorious Christian lives and enjoy our Christian walk with the Lord unless we appreciate first our identity, who we are, and live according to that identity. Amen. That's why, even when you have prophets who have lost their identity, they keep, they sit in the church, they cut the church. Because prophets are not pastors. This is the truth of the matter. Evangelists are not pastors. Pastors are not prophets. And the moment they start behaving like some, some of them of course God will give them both both giftings. It's not uh, like every pastor is a prophet also and an evangelist also. But the moment that we forget our identity because there is something that God has deposited in us and the grace that he has given to us is only commensurate with the calling that he, have put, he has put in our lives. Praise the Lord. You get confusion in the church when you get even the different giftings trying to outdo one another to do things that they are not called to do because they do not have the grace to do those other things that God has not called them to do. Praise the Lord. And when they burn their fingers, they are on their own because God cannot support something that is against his word. The callings of God are without repentance. You cannot push God so that because you see a prophet shining and you, you are a simple pastor. But let me tell you I am saying simple pastor because people think pastoring is not noble. It is very noble. Because I will tell you the pastor is the shepherd. When you see the prophet simply come and say you. God says, A, B, C. You repent or you die. And you go wandering. You go crying. Because they don't tell you what to do. They will tell you, God says, He does not like A, B, C. Or oh, God likes what you are doing. But they don't give you any more instruction. It is the pastor who comes with the balm. Because he is the home shepherd. He is the one who applies the balm to the hurting. Legs that have been kicked by prophets and evangelists. So being a pastor is a noble <laughs> is a noble calling. Praise the Lord. Ha-ha! But they may not shine like a prophet. You know a prophet would God speak to a prophet directly. The Bible says in the book of Joel that God will never do anything before he has revealed it to his servant, the prophets. So the prophet sometimes will even see ahead of the pastor. It does not make them the pastors simply because they are seen ahead of the pastors. And we need to be careful about this. Let me stop at that point because this is not the message for today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah! Oh, praise the Lord! Have you seen churches that are pastored by evangelists? I used to have a pastor friend of mine who is an evangelist actually. And every time I went to his church, his own pastors would come you, the pastor would tell me, please speak to them. Please, in the, he locks me in the office with his pastors and we sit there. Some of them cry like children. They tell me, Muruti, you know, the man of God does not have time for us. I try to tell them this is not a calling brethren. You need to understand. Because he is doing something that he is not called to do. He later had to groom pastors to pastor the home church and remains floating so that he can minister to the bigger body of Christ as he watches over, he gives direction to the home church. But he cannot be a pastor because God has not called him to be a pastor. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what is our identity because we ask ourselves? And the first thing that we need to note is that our identity actually depends on how God describes us. It therefore depends on our knowledge of the word of God concerning us. Praise the Lord. Jesus said in Matthew 24, that assuredly, that's verse 34 to 35. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation by no means will, pass, will, will not pass away until all these things ca, ca, come to take place. Heaven and earth will pass away. My word will not pass away by any means. In other words, the word of God abides forever. So when God says, Christ who you are. And he says, you are my son. Or you are my daughter. That word is engraved forever. It is permanent. Praise the Lord. Do you know I can decide to change my surname? I have seen foolish Kenyans do that sometimes. I say now, I have a friend of mine, a pastor actually from Botswana. And uh, I won't tell you his names, but now his current names are... David Joe, David Joy, Because he thought his surname had a curse on him. Can he change the blood in his veins from the blood of the Father? Because that's how you are defined. I am defined as a Christian because of the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses me. That washes me. And therefore, it cleanses me from the blood of my ancestors. And that is why I changed from King Uyu, when I come to the kingdom of God, I am a child of God, a son of God, with full rights to inherit and to be a co heir with Jesus Christ to the sins of the kingdom of God. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, the Bible says this, the life of any animal is in the blood. And that's why, even in the Old Testament, we have to offer the blood of the lamb, you slaughter a lamb for sacrifice. Because you are offering life for life. Otherwise, it is you who is supposed to die. Because the soul that the Bible says, shall surely die. But when we offer another life, it takes the place of the life that should have died. Because you have already killed a life by shedding its blood. And therefore, it is foolishness to change my name from King Uyu to Johnson. Simply because I think then I should also remove the blood that flows in my body. So that it's not the blood of my father. That's how foolish we are. So even my identity from an earthly perspective is permanent. Because I carry the blood of my father until I die. Aha! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah. What does God say? His word will abide forever. And therefore the first revelation is that We need the knowledge of the word of God So that we know what God says about, about us How God describes our identity And then we run with it And then that way We will live as God expects us to live Praise the Lord Hallelujah We must learn to bank on our knowledge of, of the word of God concerning us And the Bible says it will never pass away In Psalm 119, verse 89, it says His word is actually forever settled in heaven. It means it's not bargainable. You cannot change what God says about you. Whether you believe it or not, God will still continue saying, You are holy, you are righteous, you are my son, you are my daughter, you can inherit my kingdom. But you see, it depends on how thou you run with it. Are you getting this? Our identity is therefore permanent. Because the word of God remains forever. And the, if the word of God says, We are his children. We are his children. But we can still run away. Remember, I talked here a few weeks ago about uh, the, 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 the Passover. And uh, one of the things the Lord has taught me about the, taught me about the Passover is that even those who had sacrificed the lamb without blemish and put the blood on the lintels of their doors the command of the Lord or the instruction of the Lord was you must remain inside because inside is where the blood of the lamb covers you so that when the angel of death passes by you will not be destroyed if anybody was outside their door even though their door had the son of the blood and he was a firstborn that night he was not spared Because you were only spared because the cover of grace was due to the blood on your doorstep or on the the, the lintel of your door. And therefore God, you can still be a son of God and continue suffering out there in the world because you are undergoing an identity crisis. You do not know who you are. You are just walking with every other Tom, Dick and Harry. Because your tribe works like that, because your clan works like that, because your father's household works like that, you walk like them, you have forgotten your new identity as a child of God. And therefore you will still be destroyed. It does not mean that God has denounced his word. or this sound is word about you. The word of God is true. You carry the blood of Jesus Christ. But it is you who is confused because you are undergoing through something called an identity crisis. The so-called middle life crisis. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I like the story of the prodigal son because God at some stage dealt with me about identity using the example of the prodigal son. And this is what God told me. And I said this, I think, once or twice. Perhaps from this pulpit or not. The prodigal son had an identity. He came from a noble family. He belonged to to a noble family that was able. He could eat anything he wanted. He could have as many celebrations as he wanted because in his father's house, there was no shortage of resources. Everybody respected the family because it's a noble family. But the prodigal son, out of an identity crisis, he drifted so far from the grace of the father to the level of eating with pigs. And this is a question that God asked me. When the prodigal son was eating with pigs, whose blood was flowing in his veins? Was it not the blood of his noble father? If he was carrying an ID like today, what was reading? What was the reading or the name on his ID? Stephen, son of King Uyo. You know in the old days we used to say, it's my name even when we went to class 1 up to class 3, we used to write Stephen S. Stroke over all. Over, 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 oh, son of King Uyu. So when his ID was carrying his ID or his passport, it was still reading, Stephen, son of... But was he, was he eating like a son of King Uyu? Was his identity right? His identity was okay. But it is him going through an identity crisis. He reduced himself to the level of a pig. Eating with pigs don't take it for granted brethren. It's not just they're staying in the same house with pigs. I think among all the animals I know, pigs are the most unclean. They eat kwamutaru. They eat anything that comes their way. I don't want to tell you some stories I used to be told when I was young about pigs. Pigs, anything that smells with, like food, it's food. So if you are not careful, you are giving them food and they, they are finished what they have and you smell like their food, they will they will bite you. That's pigs. Those are pigs. Reducing a child of God, reducing himself to the level of eating what pigs eat. It's not because God has denounced his word. It is not because God has neglected what he has said about you uh, or about me. It is because us, we are going through something called an identity crisis. We stop, we, are, we, 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 we wonder whether we are pigs or we are Human beings. A son of kinguyu or a son of pigs. Hallelujah! You know we can sing, we had good worship this morning. And we can sing how God is pushing back the darkness. When we are here, we feel so good because we identify with everyone. I said we identify with everyone because, don't forget in the definition we said, it's also a characteristic that describes the beliefs, the attitudes, and other characteristics of a group. So when you are here, you can behave like every other Christian. When you go home, you are crying because you are still carrying the burden of yesteryears. Because you have not let them go, you have, you have almost forgotten where you are. that you have already been set free. You have been made a new creation. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says all the old things have passed away and now the new has come. And we are supposed to walk in the newness of life. Because this is the identity God has of us. each one of us, praise the Lord. However, many of us live like refugees in their father's house. And yet, we are supposed to be the the bosses. In our father's houses, we are supposed to be the houses. And therefore, in God's kingdom... Angels are our servants. And many times, we reduce ourselves to below where angels are. Because angels don't eat with pigs. Uh, Can I tell you something that the Lord... The word just came to me the other day as I was meditating upon this word. And I heard... We we used to talk about Tokolosh. Do you you know Tokolosh? It's Zulu. It's Zulu for an evil spirit. And everybody thinks it's English in Southern Africa because they talk about Tokolosh in English. They write Tokolosh in the essays and so on and so forth. And they say Tokolosh, you know, are evil spirits. They can be sent to you at night. And many of us are actually under the master, uh, uh, under the control of uh, Tokolosh at night. And we are singing with a lot of joy in a congregation like this because we are not really free. Because we are undergoing an identity crisis. When we go home, the Tokoloshes can sit on us. When we are here because we are with everyone, God is pushing back the kingdom and is establishing, is pushing back the darkness and establishing the kingdom that cannot be cannot be shaken. But when we go home, the kingdoms are shaken. And we cry day and night. We almost think of going to witch doctors. Some of us have gone to witch doctors. And if you have gone to witch doctors, God will still forgive you. Because Jesus Christ died for your sins of the past, the sins of the present, and the sins that you will ever commit. Praise the Lord. Ha, ha. This is your identity, brethren. Hosea four six says, My people perish for lack of for lack of knowledge. It doesn't say for lack of money. Some of the suffering we are going through is not because we lack money, it's because of lack of knowledge of who we are and who our God is. The Bible says the owner of cattle on a thousand hills. A brother of mine, a, a, a friend of mine who is a pastor tells me every time he gets into trouble, he goes to God and he says, God, why can you just slaughter me one of the cows in, you know, <laughs> one, of your, one of your cows in a, in, a, you know, in a thousand hills. You just slaughter one. I am not asking for a lot. One. slaughter one for me. Because he knows his identity. Praise the Lord. <laughs> You know, when Jesus was teaching the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, He says, he, says uh, he, he, he asked the disciples, if you are so worried about what you'll eat, how you'll dress, where you'll spend your night, and so on and so forth, what difference are you from the rest of the people? Can you be the salt of the earth? Because that's what everybody else in the earth is thinking about, is worried about. You cannot sli- start, you know, spend sleepless nights. I'm not saying this because I don't face problems. But nobody, after I knew the truth of, the, of my own identity in the Lord Jesus Christ, nothing can give me sleepless nights. Nothing can give me sleepless nights. Let me tell you, in Jesus' name, because I belong to a God who owns cattle on a thousand hills, is the, the chief of the chiefs of the chiefs of the chiefs of the, chiefs of the, chiefs of the, chiefs of the chief commanders. Of any enemy that you can ever think about. That is my God. And that is why I keep on reminding you every time. Nobody can threaten me in this world. Nobody. Because I know they can kill the body, they will not kill my soul. Praise the Lord. Because I know my identity. And if I die, they kill me really. God will have allowed it. Nothing happens to me without God allowing it to happen. Praise the Lord. Hosea says, my people are destroyed destroyed for lack of knowledge. And he says in the same verse, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being a priest for me. And then, what will happen again? Because you have forgotten the law of your God that describes you all, that describes the covenant between me and you, that describes your identity from my own perspective as God. Then, I will also forget your children. It means lack of knowledge of the word of God concerning us can lead not just to our own destruction, but to to the destruction of generations, our own generations that come after us. Due to the foolishness or the ignorance of one person, then God rejects us as his high priest. And he also rejects our own children, which are the ger- generations that actually look, uh, look to us. And the, the there are generations that follow them. God destroys them because of lack of knowledge. That's how important it is to remember, to have a knowledge of the word of God concerning you and me, and concerning you and your family, or you and your company. You and whatever belongs to you, praise the Lord. Lack of knowledge, therefore can make us lose our positions as priests of the Most High God. And can also lead to the rejection over our future generations. Of course, meaning our children. We look for answers elsewhere. But our biggest problem is lack of knowledge of who we are. That's the biggest problem of the Christian. Have you seen Christians uh, playing Kamari? Because they think Kamari is where wealth comes from. Karata. Now, the first thing I hear, even I, and some of them do not look like genuine Christians, I'm not, I'm not judging them. I'm just saying from the, you know you can know a genuine Christian even from their speech. And they say, you know, they ask, so what will you do with this money? They say, the first thing, I will pay my tithe. Perhaps that's the first tithe they will pay, and perhaps they are just saying, it. they may never do it, because they are saying out of, out of excitement. Because they are undergoing an identity crisis. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. When I was born again, already born again, the young guys do not know about Kenya Charity sweepstakes. I never used to miss one without buying every month. Because I thought that's how God will, be, <laughs> will bless me. I'm serious. I'm telling you my story. Until I understood my identity. And even if it is brought to my door, I will not buy it. I can give them money to support their cause. Because it's a good cause. But I will not buy a ticket, because I think that's how to get rich. Oh, that's how God will sustain me. Praise the Lord. And many of us are still living in those dreams because we have an identity crisis. Praise the Lord. So how does God describe our identity? God's record reads, of course, from the same scriptures that we have read, Second uh, Corinthians 5, 16 downwards. It describes us as new creation. Oh, it's new creatures. You know, I can tell you stories about my own family. My wife knows because I keep reminding her. And I keep reminding our church because they know my family. And I tell them one of the things that happened after I got saved is to be made a new creature. And the blood, the curses of my family, the failures of my family, the shortcomings of my family, the anger of my family. The sinful nature of my family to be transformed so that I become a new creation who knows there is a father who would love me in season and out of season. That's me now. I carry the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, I'm not saying physically the blood of my father has been removed. But I don't carry the curses of my of my family. There are things I can share with you that happen to almost every member of my family. They don't happen to me. They don't happen to my children. Because my children belong to a different lineage. The lineage of Christ. Praise the Lord. That's my identity because I'm a new creation. This issue... Even your this is what killed your grandmother. And I always see it in the TV. You know the TVs and the radios are the biggest enemy to Christian growth. Unasikia, you know, hata hata, yesterday had something like, the father had, a, had lung cancer, the mother had breast cancer, the grandmother, I don't know, had kidney cancer, I mean all kinds of stories. And then you say now, the doctor said don't worry, because this is in your family history. It will happen to you. So get ready. You know, that's one of the things I argued with the doctor and I wrote him off. Because he took me to a diabetic clinic. And, without, and I told him off. I told him, my friend, you are not professional. He looked at me and I said, yes. One, even if I had diabetes, you should have cancelled me. You didn't. You gave me an appointment to go to a diabetic clinic without warning me, without preparing me. Number two, I am not diabetic. And you know that's more than five years ago. And I've not had diabetes. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Another doctor in Botswana, she was actually the wife to a friend of mine and a colleague of mine who were working together, but she was a good gynecologist and a general physician. And I went one time and she she told me, I want to measure your weight and uh, all that. And she said, hey, 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 now you have a problem. And I asked her, what is the problem? My wife knows these stories. These are real stories. She told me, you know, your BP is almost at like the borderline is crossing, so you do a lot of exercise and so on and so forth. My boys, we are still young, so I try to... Uh, they, she told me do a lot of exercises and so on and so forth. Of course, I do exercises even today. But I don't do it because I'm afraid of dying because of a high BP or because of cholesterol. Because that's not my portion in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. That's my identity. And I went... I played. Um, this young man was uh, still too young, and the, the older brother was there. And we, we jumped a bit with the ball in the compound, and uh, they got tired. Uh, you know, they can't play my game because I can't match to their pace. So I was left alone. I had two dogs, so I throw the ball, and then the dogs ran after it, and I got tired. <laughs> and I went back for checkup, and she said, "Ah, you must have really have worked on your body, on your exercises." I said, that's my God. The first thing, when she told me this, I went to the office because I was, I was still working. It was a working day. And I called my wife. She said, we are going to pray. And I closed my office. I prayed. And I told God, I preach healing. I pray for people they get healed. This is not my portion, Lord. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And because of lack of knowledge of our identity. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I can tell you many other stories about me. But I think that might be enough for, for now. God says our sins are forgiven and all our past is gone and forgotten and we have a new beginning. So we must work in the newness of of life. That is our identity in Jesus' name. The Bible says, we are reconciled back to God. So now, walking like the prodigal son, we need to be reconciled back to our father because from the father's side of the story, we are already reconciled. And that's why the Bible says this, that God will never reject you. You can reject him and walk away like the prodigal son rejected his father and he walked out of the grace of his father. And the Bible says this about the prodigal son, this is the, the, the best for me. He continued to live in the places of the pigs, to eat with the pigs, until the day or the moment that he came back to his senses. It means his identity crisis was no more. He remembered who he was. And perhaps he went back to his ID and read, Am I still reading Stephen, son of King Uyuh? And he found it was still reading Stephen, son of... And he went back to King Uyuh's house. Praise the Lord! And that's what we need to do as children of God. Some of the suffering we have gone through is because we have forgotten where we are. We are in the midst of an identity crisis. We do not know whether we belong to the world or we belong to God. We do not belong, we do not know whether we are more than victors or the ones who, who have been victored. Are you getting this? Who have been who have been defeated? Because they are always two sides of the same coin. The more than victors and the more than defeated. I'm using my own words, it's not in the Bible. But the, the more than victors must have defeated People, some, some other guys, so many times that they have become no more than defeated, so they, they know their identity is being trampled on. As that's what we, t- we are told sometimes. I, 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 I I'll tell you the story of one of my colleagues I, I used to work with. And he had come from a department, a government department, where the union staff had no voice. And when he came, I would talk to him and he starts crying. And he's an old man, i called him. I thought he had a serious problem. And he tells me he's a Christian also. And I called him one day and he told me, you know where I came from? where I came from? We were being told us we are just grasshoppers. Anybody can crush us. And he believed it. So every time when I'm giving him rightful instructions, he thinks I'm taking him for a grasshopper, so I'm working on him. Wengine tonajitam keka. And wengine me keka. The young girls, when I had an interview, Nambiwa, before I do an interview for you to Kutane Hilton, let me tell you, brethren, these are the ways of the world. They are not the ways of the children of God. You do not ha- have to bend to anybody's whims for God to make you successful because your discretion costs you more than a victor. And your description says you are a son or a daughter to a father who owns cattle on a thousand hills. Praise the Lord. Lord. You know if God wants to kill the fellow who is calling you to meet him in Hilton, you can actually strike him dead. But God is giving you an opportunity to prove yourself as a Christian because you know your identity. Praise the Lord. Oh Lord. when you face this test. And you start suffering in your new job. You actually belong, you become actually literally. You know there are people we know, we work with, we have worked with in various places. It's a stepping mat. Because they can be anything by anybody, they agree. So if you are ready, may take advantage of you because they know you are a mkeka, you don't consider yourself as anything else apart from mukeka, Because you behave with what you have accepted. Any man who threatens you know, I'm going to initiate your sacking. Or your disciplinary process because you have done this. So, uh, so what do you want me to do? It's not me- women alone, even men. Haven't you heard men being kept by old women, old enough to be their grandmothers? What is the problem? They are desperate because they have lost their identity. But God still describes you as his child. And God is still waiting for you. To come back to your service and walk back to the grace of your father in Jesus' name. Do you know the father, in the case of the prodigal son, is the only one who could see the son because he still knew the identity of the son. He saw him across the line and he said, that one was like my son. And they had to meet him. Everybody else saw somebody who looked dirty, confused, smelling like pigs because he was eating and living with pigs. But the Father could see a son in this shapeless fellow. That our God shall see us sees us even in our most desperate situation. God calls you, my child, and I have my hands, and my hands are still wide open to receive you into my glory, in His name. Oh, praise the Lord! The Bible calls us ambassadors to the kingdoms of the earth. Not of Christ, for so Christ. When you represent Christ. Ambassadors know who they are. They walk with dignity. They know things called protocol. You are not going to push an ambassador to run simply because the food is getting finished. They know their identity. And they do not allow an identity crisis to overtake them. Because they represent a kingdom. It is on the earth to 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 Because we do not know our identity. May God help us in Jesus' name. We have ambassador of a different kingdom. An ambassador cannot be given only even by the president of the host country. Because they do not belong to that country. Kingdom, and that's why they are called. Her Excellency, Your Excellency, just like their president, ministers are not called Your Excellency. It is the ambassador because the ambassador represents the whole kingdom wherever they are. And when an ambassador loses their identity and they start behaving like a like a like 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 young puppies, they are recalled back home to be screwed again and when they are not if he cannot be screwed, they are redeployed. Are you getting this? Praise the Lord. God still calls us his own righteousness. We have been made the righteousness of God. Even when we have met ourselves in sin, messed ourselves with rich doctors, messed ourselves with brother, messed ourselves with every kind of stuff. God is still calling you His righteousness. And He's waiting for you to walk back to His grace and His glory so that He can restore you to the full measure of His glory and status in Jesus' name. Oh, praise the Lord. God describes us as those whose sins are already forgiven and forgotten. And this is in Psalms 103. As far as as the Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And as far as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. He knows our frame. He knows we are weak. And therefore when he says you can do this, he knows our weaknesses. Not that he doesn't know. Part of the identity and he'll give you the power to overcome those weaknesses in Jesus' name for as long as we remember who we are and who we represent. Paul says he counted everything but loss for the sake of knowing Christ, including even good stuff. Paul was a man, he said, if it's anybody to be, to be, to, to, to be proud because of, uh, of traditions that were circumcised the uh, eighth day and so on and so forth. He was cool. He could have been proud because he was very educated. He said, so it was not just sin that Paul was counting as loss or even persecuting Christians. Even the good and positive things he counted them as a loss. So that he can have a new beginning in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that Jesus Christ can be his cornerstone.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: And many of us, this is where we lose the mark. We come, we say, after all me I was not such a sinner like so and so. So I don't need to cry every time in church. You know that's why I'm not ashamed in cry, of, cry, for, of crying in church. Because I know I was a sinner. Praise the Lord. So when the conviction comes upon me, I open, I cry. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah! Because I'm saying, even the rapist out there is just a sinner like I was. I may not have done like he has done. I may not have killed people. But I did bad things. And therefore we must count even our past, even the good side, the so-called good side of our past as a, a loss. For the sake of knowing Christ and getting a new identity, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Isaiah six four six says he equates our righteousness to fill the rags. So even whatever we can call our path a good path is like fill the rags before God. Every time we remember what we used to think is our righteousness, and we need to cry before God in repentance because we we are cheating and lying to ourselves. Hallelujah. Are we living according to the identity assigned to us by the Father? That's the question we need to ask ourselves as we wind up this message. Luke 4 says this. It gives the example of Jesus Christ when Jesus was being tempted by the devil. You know twice the enemy tells Jesus Christ, If you are the Son of God. When you know your identity, you don't need to prove to anybody who you are. And many of us live with scars. Because foolishly, they, they told us, they say ah, if you can do RPC you say, yes, I'm going to pray for rain now. They tell you, if you can pray for rain, if you are a son, a son of God now, pray for, call, call rain now. God can do it if it pleases him. But why do you can't call for rainfall during the dry season? And God has not even, you even don't know what lesson you want to teach the king. Elijah did it because God has spoken to him. God had spoken to him. And when he said there is going to be so many years of famine or without rainfall, it is God who had spoken to him. He was doing the will of God. And until he spoke, there was no rainfall. What is it that we want to prove to people when we want to do things that are foolishness and we remain the laughing stock, we live with the scars of, uh, and the hurtings, the, the humiliation? Of not achieving what we promised people to deliver. Because of our lack of knowledge of the word of God. The children of God, they know how to read the signs of the times. They do not just go, they do not just run at the spur of the moment. They do not just get excited because, at the spur of the moment because other people are doing this. Praise the Lord. Jesus refused to dance to the whims of the enemy. In fact, he quoted other scriptures. The first one is in, in, in Luke uh, 4, verse 3. He says, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus was, was angry, the Bible says. But Jesus simply says, He could have said, Yes, I'm the Son of God. See how I'm going to convert every stone that is on the earth to bread. You know, Jesus could have done that because he's the Son of God. And he is God. Don't forget, being the Son of God is simply because there is God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. But Jesus... Did not equate himself, the Bible says, although he was God, he did not equate himself with God. He is the third, the second person of the Trinity. He can do anything that the Father can do. Praise the Lord. And therefore he did not need to prove to anybody, because he knew, even the fellow who was telling him, the devil, he knew his identity. Why would he sing to the whims of the enemy of his kingdom? And he simply said, you know, it's also written, that man shall not live by bread alone. So I will not die because of this hunger. But I will live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of my Father. Praise the Lord. The second time the enemy uh, is speaking to him about uh, proving whether he that is the Son of God is in verse 9. He says, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down here. And he quotes the scriptures in Psalms that it is written that the, he will give angels order so that they, they, they hold you, so that you do not hit your foot against a stone. And Jesus again says, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Because of uh, our identity crisis many times, we bend to everybody's song. We dance. Because we want to show that all the children of God dance. The enemy knows the children of God dance, but they dance to the music that glorifies God. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 28.1, The wicked run away when no one is chasing them. But the godly are bold as lions. The godly. You are godly. Because God calls you godly. And God calls you righteous. So the righteous are as bold as lions. So many times, while we are supposed to be as bold as lions, we are actually on the other side. We run when nobody is chasing us. Some of us have been threatened at work. And then we say, even before I'm sad, let me just resign. What are you doing? Are you not running when nobody is chasing you? Who gave you the job? Did you pray to God? Let God God's process be completed. Even if you are going to be sacked, God will vindicate you in Jesus' name. You don't have to resign so that people mess with your name and they say to Ambea. He was corrupt, that's why he resigned before he's investigated. Let them sack you and take you to a court of law and get the best investigators they can master. And then God, if you are really righteous, if you are really the righteousness of God, God will vindicate you in Jesus' name. To Natsukiya, one of my sisters-in-law, actually the sister died, the mother had died because of, uh, uh, of uh, what, that was uh, gastric cancer, isn't it? And uh, she said, and she's married to a pastor, now actually she's an ordained pastor. I will remind her of that. She said, you know, my mother died My only other sister died. Now I'm next. And she became depressed. That's how bad it is, my friend. When we go through an identity crisis, we do not know who we are. We are more than overcomers. heirs, and even co heirs with Jesus Christ. The only begotten Son of God. We don't need to start running before we are chased by anything. We should be as bold as lions in Jesus' name. I, I, as I was meditating this, surprisingly I came across this in, uh, in, uh, in one of the social media. And somebody has posted something, don't fight meaningless, ba- meaningless, meaningless battles. Not every opinion is worth your energy. We argue many times, we spend so much time, we form in the mouth, we look ugly because of foolishness. What is it that we are trying to justify? So not every opinion is worth your energy. Know who you are. And that's enough. You don't have to explain yourself to people who are not adding value to yourself. That's from a person of the world because he doesn't think he's a Christian. But you know, it reads it nice. That's what the Christians need. That's the lesson they need. You don't need to waste your time arguing about things that you don't even understand. And that things that do not add any value to you. One time I had to tell a brother off because we were on an official business uh, in a trip in, uh, to, for a trip in Mombasa. And uh, they started arguing about something. I don't, I'm not going to tell you what it was. And the guy argued until he, his face looked so ugly. And you know, when you are a Christian, the enemy actually takes advantage of you when you, 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 you sidestep. These guys were just enjoying, tell us now, because you seem to know. And I argue, and argue. I turned to him, I told him, my brother, I respect you. You are a Christian, we have preached together. But now, where you are heading, you are on your own. I am not with you. Uh, because I had kept quiet and everybody was asking, why are you not, Stephen, why are you not commending? Why would I comment to foolishness? Why would I comment on foolishness? Things that do not concern me, why would I be the one arguing about them? Why? What, what is the value that they are going to add you know, to being a good Christian? I mean, what is it going to do to me so that I become a better person? Praise the Lord. And that's the foolishness. We live with brethren and uh, we end up actually, we actually go with the... Uh, when, when you lose a game, eh? something like a kitwa. It's like a bad mark, like uh, something I'm trying to remember, the sharing in Nairobi, but I can't. Uh, may God help me. Ati unajaribu, una unawachwa ni kama umepigwa ume na ume, iko na mafia ya ngombe. Unaandanao kila mtu wana kwani ulikuwa wapi? Because of foolishness, because you lose your identity so easily, you sing to the whims of everybody. So the moment they say, ah, they, 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 now they change your identity, they say, uyo ndiyo li mjamaa mjinga. Ata ajui ni Mkristo tukianza kuongea maneno ya politicians, he argues like they pay him. That's who we are. But that's what not God expects us to be. I'm going to stop at this point now. Because, uh, <coughs> you know, some of these things are good to continue talking about. But because of time, I have to stop. But we need to know who we are. Some of us are suffering sickness because we have been convinced that it's a, it belongs to our family line. So who are you? If you are not... God calls you a new creature... And you still want to live your old life. Why can't you go back to your old life and die? You just go and you quicken your death. Because if you accept your sickness because it's in your family life. Then leave, leave God alone. So that God is not blamed for not healing you. Because you don't believe in his healing. You believe more in your history. Your family life. So the blood of Jesus Christ is on no effect to you. Umiambi wawa tuweni wanatadika Kabla waja pata kazi Ata so and so tu liuza ngombe Tukaenda kubraibu mutu So nawe Asasa tumemaliza male yota tu hii tuta uzanini And you believe it You have to come out of it Brethren because you are in a Serious Identity crisis It will kill you Because you don't know who you are When everybody is being pushed You also become another push over simply because you have forgotten who you are. The next moment you will be pushed to the level of eating with pigs. You can only blame yourself. Let's raise up in Jesus' name. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us always remember our identity. It is written with the blood of Jesus Christ, not ink. Nobody can erase it. It says you are forgiven. You are cleansed. You are hurt. Like God, your Father is holy. In a sense, you are a creation. Although you come from your family tree, that is the family tree of this world, you belong to a different kingdom. You had better rise up to the occasion and claim your identity back in Jesus' name. Otherwise, you leave Christianity alone so that the church is not insulted does not be, continue being the laughing stock of every tom, dick, and holy because they see Christians not being serious, not even knowing their God, not knowing who they are. So, kisikia kila anakufa wana kufa kwa cholera. Wana sema hata mimi, ay, nekisikia yiyo tumbo vile kama Nikama nikona cholera. Unaenda kununuwadawa hata daktari ajo kupima. And some of us are killing ourselves with medicine that is not prescribed because we are so afraid of death you know, you can talk to my Have some, t- some, uh, some state. We used to have a stock of medicine there out of our shopping list every month. Medicine that we do not need because we are not sick. But in anticipation, until I realize my identity. Praise the Lord. And I know I am speaking to somebody. Because you expect to be sick, you buy medicine. You'll be sick. When you buy that medicine, because in anticipation, that's what they say. In anticipation, just in case something happens. That is called anticipation. It is negative faith. You have forgotten your identity in Jesus' name. May God help you in Jesus' name. Let's raise up our hands in Jesus' name. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We exalt you, King of kings, the Lord of lords. We thank you for your word, oh Lord, that we have fellowshiped in our oh, King of Glory. You have reminded us of oh God of the need to have the knowledge of your Lord that proceeds from your mouth O oh, King of Glory. We shall not return unto You void until it has accomplished that which Lord your Son need to do in our lives. You have reminded us O oh, King of Glory to remember First and foremost, who we are, based on your word. Based on your word. That is not vergainable. That does not change. That cannot pass away. And your word calls us for giving words. We are forgiven ourselves. And we have thrown them so far from you. As far as yes, yes, from the rest. You have created new life for us, O King of glory given us a new, clean, holy, righteous beginning. Not based on our past, O King of Glory. Because everything in our past, Lord, is like three rocks before your eyes, O my Father and my God. You have reminded us, O King of Glory, that we are your ambassadors, O King of Glory. And as your ambassadors, Lord, we must walk with the dignity of your kingdom, the majesty of your kingdom. Let your kingdom come. The power and the glory as it is in heaven. And yet, Lord, we live like other mortals on the earth, O King of Glory. Because of our own identity, Christ is Lord. Forgive us, O King of Glory. For putting your name to shame. For putting your name to disrepute, O King of Glory. For making the body of the Lord Jesus Christ the laughing stock of oh, King of Glory. Because we have lost our identity and a souls and the light of this world. We are supposed to bring light to oh, God, to bring hope or oh, King of Glory to this world. And yet we live like any other matter in this world. Forgive us, Lord. Well, oh, well, forgive us, O oh, King of Glory. Forgive us, Lord. Oh, forgive us, Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Restore us, O God, to our true and permanent identity as your children, Lord, and hear, the King of Glory, to the common world of Israel and indeed co us, O the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior. If Jesus defeated death, we can defeat death. If Jesus defeated sickness, we will defeat sickness. And we command every sickness to disintegrate right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare healing Lord upon every sick person. All who believe in you in the name of Jesus. The golden identity is of one who is healed of every sickness and disease. One whose reproach from Egypt is removed. Because you said to your children of Israel in the desert that from that day you will remove every reproach of the Egyptian that has been passing, that has been following them. The reproach is loud our family trees. The reproaches, is King of Glory of the schools that we have passed through. The reproaches, of King of Glory over associates of our father. Have followed us. They have not done any good. And therefore we deny them in the name of Jesus. And we humble ourselves, O King of Glory, in your presence, so that we can you can restore us back to the place of dignity. That is our identity. As you are blessed as O King of Glory, so that the same revelation that we have received from you all, that you are blessed, that you are more than our comments, that we are called as with Christ. We can pass it over to others as you have us in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord, in every area of struggle. Deal with every area of struggle right now. Facing a saint in this congregation in the name of Jesus. Joblessness, oh Lord. Lack of food. Lack of a residence, oh King of Glory. And other struggle in the family, of oh King of Glory. It is not our passion. And we denounce it in the name of Jesus. And we declare... That we are more than overcomers. In all these things. Because of the grace of the Lord. That is sufficient. And because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is our elder brother in your kingdom. And who, we, with whom we are called. Yes, on the things of your kingdom. O King of glory. We shall not lose. Our battles. We will win. Every battle. O God according to your will, for us our King of glory,
1: because this is our identity, and our inheritance,
0: in the name of Jesus. We bless you, and we exalt you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, and we bless you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts, and our situations in Jesus' name.